0: Jesus started down, and there were pilgrims from all over the world on this day, too, for on the Feast of Passover, Jewish people still today from all over the world travel to Jerusalem to keep the Passover feast. People knew about Jesus. There were lots of stories about Jesus. Many of the people who were there had heard Jesus teach. They had seen Jesus work miracles. There were people there who had been fed with the bread and the fish up by the Sea of Galilee. So, when they see Jesus coming, they began to praise and hail Him as a king. Remember, from the very beginning, His message was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has arrived. And so they see here is the capital city and here comes the king and so they broke palm branches out of the trees they took off their outer cloaks they gathered other kinds of branches and and did what they did whenever a royal person came for a visit and they spread their they spread their cloaks across the road so that the beast carrying the king would not even touch the ground. They spread the branches and flowers in the road. They waved the branches, and they shouted out, Hosanna, save us, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord," the words we read from the book of Psalms. And then, just a few days later, comes the story of his arrest, the story of his crucifixion. I want you to understand what this is all about today. Many of you do, but I want to make sure that we all consider what it is about. Jesus was not arrested because he made some kind of political miscalculation. He was not crucified against his will. You notice that during his trial, he didn't defend himself. He didn't speak. The prophet Isaiah said, like a sheep before its shearers is dumb, so he did not open his mouth. He didn't have to come to Jerusalem. He could have stayed up there in Galilee where everything was going pretty well. But it was for the purpose he had told his disciples. You've read it multiple times, as we've read through the Gospel of Matthew in these last weeks. He told his disciples multiple times, I am going to go to Jerusalem, and there I'm going to be killed, and I'm going to be raised again. And they couldn't figure out at all what he was talking about because that didn't fit their picture of what the one who brings the kingdom of God, what his life was going to look like. So they didn't understand. God planned for you before the creation of the world. The Scripture says He knew you, He knew me, He knew each one of us. He didn't just know, oh, I'm going to make some people. He knew He was going to create you and that you were going to be here. And He knew also that every one of us human beings were going to rebel against him. And he chose to love us anyway, to love us with an extravagant love, not just a fondness. And so he created. When he created all things, he said, were very good. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that has been made. And God told the human beings, trust me, always depend upon me. I will provide everything for you that you will ever need. I am the source of everything that exists. I am the source and giver of existence and life. So, trust Me, depend upon Me, for I give you life moment by moment. But, He said, if you do not choose to trust Me, if you choose to separate yourself from Me, then you will die, not because I just think that's what you deserve but you will die because you separate yourself from the source of everything that exists. Well, the first human beings thought about it. They decided that they did not want to trust in God. They didn't want to depend upon God. They began to believe that God is holding out on us. There are things to be experienced that if we trust in him, we won't experience. He's holding the good things back for himself, and we want them too, so we will get them for ourselves. And so they rebelled against God. They turned away from him. And as God said, destruction and death entered into the creation. Selfishness. And all of the pain and division and lack that it causes entered into the world along with suffering and death. Now, God interacts with all human beings on the basis of covenant. And in a covenant, there is one, when there's a large group, there is one who stands as the representative. And those first human beings were the representatives. And since they chose to rebel, then whatever the representative does, so does everyone in the group they represent. So all human beings have followed suit, and we have everyone rebelled against God. We have everyone been separated from Him. And we have lived a life driven by destructive selfishness. But remember, God knew everything we were going to do before he ever created. The Bible says before he created, God saw what we would do and he said, I love them. I will do everything that is necessary for them to be reconciled to me. For there is nothing that they can do to fix the destruction they have caused. So, God's restoration mission began. That's what the Old Testament is about. The launching of God's restoration mission So what was his plan? His plan was that he, the creator, would come to this planet, would become a human being, would live among us, would he would become a second representative for us if we would choose him so that all that he did would count for us if we would trust him if we would t- repent, turn from our rebellion and be willing to be connected to him, filled with his presence once again, filled with his life, the life of the one who gives existence and life to all that exists. And so he came to accomplish the restoration, God became a human being, Jesus of Nazareth. He Himself represented us, became the covenant representative for all human beings. On the cross, He died intentionally, taking our curse, our death, our separation from life upon himself so that we would not have to suffer separation ourselves. By his death and resurrection Jesus demonstrated his selfless love for all of us. He took the consequences of our rebellion in our place and he recreated humanity in his resurrection breaking the power of death and offering eternal life to every person who would be willing to trust him and be reconciled to him life in the kingdom of heaven the life that jesus had been proclaiming all along and so On the cross, the kingdom of heaven came. On the cross, the kingdom of heaven became available to every human being. Eternal life. The life that God intended for us before he ever began to create. Finally, finally it was available to all. And that is the meaning of the story that we have read. God now invites every person to turn from rebellion, to become a disciple of Jesus, to trust his love, to follow him. So every human being has, has a choice to make, a choice about what to do with this story. A choice about repentance, a choice between rebellion and destruction or Jesus and life. Today we have worshiped him and thanked him for his grace and love and mercy, which has Enabled us to leave the rebellion and destruction, entering into eternal life and the kingdom of heaven. Which way do you choose? Let us pray. Our Father, No one has ever loved us like you have. We recognize that. And we also recognize that we do not deserve your love. That you, the high king of heaven, the ruler of the universe, would do this for us. It is just an astonishing story. We know we have no right to ask anything of you, but you invite us, and with eagerness we come to you, we repent of our sins, and we follow your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for giving us eternal life. We thank you for this meal, this meal that Jesus gave to us, this meal which actually depicts and acts out your love, your giving of yourself to us. So we ask that you would send your Spirit upon these gifts And make them to become for us the sacrament of the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who on the night he was betrayed took bread and said this is my body which is given for you and after supper he took the cup and said this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood as often as you drink it drink it in remembrance of me we have remembered today his death his resurrection that he is the king of glory who will come in great power one day, and we worship and we give thanks. May we each one know him as we eat and drink today. Stand with me, let us together say the prayer that Christ our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Together, let us proclaim our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the mercy of God. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God. who spoke by the prophets. And we believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.